Welcome and thanks for listening to the Community Christian Church Podcast. To learn more about Community Christian Church, visit us online at cccsterling.org. Well, good morning. And I want to say happy Mother's Day too to everyone. And I just want to say, I just want to speak blessings over all you ladies. Whether you're a mom or an aunt, a sister, a daughter, a friend, and you're here, bless you. We're so glad you came to church today. Thank you for coming. Have you been enjoying the service so far? Well, today's message is going to be a little different, as you can see, but you're going to love it. We got kind of creative, but before I tell you about the message, I just want to say a few words. I have to say a few words. It's been a difficult year. Actually, a, different, a difficult 14 months, would you say? With the pandemic and everything that happened because of the pandemic, and we've walked with you through a lot of, a lot of you through some very difficult, stressful times. And this has really affected everyone. It's affected all of us, and including moms. It's, it's, it's affected families, and it's put a strain on everyone. But I want to encourage you today, and especially you women and you moms, because in the book of Proverbs, in, the, in chapter 31, the writer of Proverbs says, who can find a woman of noble character. He says, her value is far above rubies. Who can find a woman like this? And, and that word noble character just means a woman with fine personal qualities and high moral standards. Fine personal qualities, high moral standards. Who can find a woman who knows the Lord and serves him? Her value is priceless. And you men who have a woman like that, you need to count your blessings. You need to count your blessings. But I want to say to you ladies out there, and I, guys, we're glad you're here today too, but this is a women's day, a woman's day, mother's day. I just want to say you are valued. You are valued by God. The writer of that Proverbs goes on to say she is clothed with strength and dignity. Don't you love that? A woman who knows and fears the Lord, who has fine personal qualities, high moral standards, she is clothed with strength. So no matter what we walk through in life, we're clothed with God's strength. Isn't that comforting? We don't walk through these issues, these challenges alone. We are never alone. We walk with strength, the Lord's strength and his dignity. That is so encouraging to me. Women of faith have grace to handle every season of life because of the Lord. Now, motherhood is a gift from God. And I believe that mothers are tremendously influential when it comes to their family. And I found a verse in the Bible to support that. As I was reading through the book of Psalms, I found this wonderful little nugget tucked away in there. And the title of that psalm is A Prayer of King David. 
King David was going through a very challenging time. He, he walked through a lot of challenging times as king, and even before he was king. But David was a man after God's own heart. David had an intimate relationship with the Lord. So what did he do when he walked through challenging times? He prayed. He prayed. And here in, in Psalm 86, 16, this is what, part of what he prayed. He said, turn to me and have mercy on me. He was talking to the Lord. Show your strength in behalf of your servant. Save me because I serve you just as my mother did. Did you see, hear those last few words? Save me because I serve you just as my mother did. This man after God's own heart, he gave credit to his mother. She's the reason he was serving the Lord. He didn't say, I serve you as my father Jesse did. He didn't say, I serve you as my brothers did or the, or the kings that went before me. He said, because I serve you as my mother did. Women, you have a lot of influence in your family. So use it because this faithful woman, we don't even know her name, she had such an impact on her son, influenced him in such a way that even now she passed her faith to him. And he is still passing his faith to all of us through all the words he, he's written, even in the book of Psalms. So this morning, we're going to do something a little different. We are going to have a Mother's Day conversation, and you are going to love this. And I've asked two special ladies from the church to uh, join with me in this conversation, and so I'm going to ask you ladies to come up now. Join me here on the stage and have a seat. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Could each of you introduce yourself, tell us how long you've been coming to CCC, how you're related to each other, and maybe one reason why you like being a mom? Okay, I'll go first. Um, my name is Sherry Schaefer, and I am Chelsea's mom. I also have four other children, five altogether, and... I have been coming to CCC for about 20 years, and the one thing that I like about being a mom is I love being trusted with the opportunity to shape and influence the lives of little human beings, not just sporadically, but 24-7, 365 days a year. Yeah. And Sherry, how many children do you have? I have five. Okay. My husband and I have five children. Um, and four of them are married with oh. children, and there's 11 grandchildren, and the 12th one is on the way. Okay, okay. <laughs> a full dozen. Yeah. Okay. Full dozen. Full dozen. Yeah. I'm Chelsea Galley, and I've been coming here for a little less than 20 years. I have four children, eight to three and a half, and... My favorite thing about being a mom is watching them become 
watching them grow, watching them conquer things and standing alongside them and helping them do that, holding God's hand and holding their hand at the same time and watching them grow into that unique person God created them to be with that unique calling and God leading me along the way and how to do that. That's my favorite thing. That's great. Thank you. And when we spoke earlier, uh, Sherry, your mother was a Christian and your father, mm -hmm. but they passed that faith down to you. They had a tremendous influence, just like David's mom, yeah. passed that faith down to you, and then you became a Christian, mm -hmm. and you passed that down to your five children, mm -hmm. and now Chelsea you are passing that down to your children. So there's really four generations of Christians here just with your family. Mm -hmm. It's That's really true. wonderful. Well, today we're going to have this transparent conversation. Uh, we're going to talk about the highs and lows of motherhood. We're going to talk about victories along with the struggles because we know that Mother's Day is wonderful and it's a great day to celebrate but we also know it can be a hard day, depending on life circumstances for you, especially this year, right? So um, let's just talk about, uh, you know, let's just be honest, let's be transparent, let's have a nice conversation. So Sherry, you are mom to Chelsea, mm -hmm. and you are a grandmother, and recently you mentioned to me that you we're going to throw a tea party. You were going to put on this tea party for your granddaughters. I thought that was a great idea, by the way. And, uh, and you had a specific goal in mind in giving that tea party. Can you tell us about that? Well, I wanted um, the girls to know, and my granddaughters and my sister Susan and Sandy was also there. We partnered together to throw a tea party. And I, I guess the my idea was I wanted them to know that we are with them, you know, we support them, that we are a strong Christian family, these are the values, and it's not just their moms that were, were having that standard, but also the grandmas, the aunts, you know, that it's the women in the family that have these standards that they could go to us if they ever mm. needed us. And I think you can't just do that when they turn into a teenager. You have to develop relationships when they're young. And, yes. and I think that we were able to do that. Um, I had a great agenda, a story I wanted to tell. It didn't work out that way at all. <laughs> it, it didn't. I how, mean, how old were the girls that came? Um, Aubrey is the oldest. She was 11. And Whitney was the youngest, and she was four. So, um, and there were six girls altogether, three of my sister Susan's granddaughters and three of my granddaughters. Um, but I, I wanted to do a whole lot, but the girls were just so excited to be together. They, we had been not seeing each other because of COVID. Right. And so when they finally got together, they were just giddy with mm. excitement. They were just like, you know, being with each other was enough. Yeah. That was all they really wanted. So that's basically what we did was just reinforce their relationships and, you know, build relationships. I love that because you, you, you have to start young, right? Mm -hmm. And support them in their Christian faith and have that influence on those girls from a young age. I think it's very good. Chelsea, your girls went to that tea party. Yes. Can you tell us what, that, what happened? Oh, I know you mentioned so something fun. about gloves, white gloves. Yeah, yeah. So they, they get a knock on the door and grandma disappears and there's a little pink box sitting on the porch. 
and they open it up and there's an invitation to a tea party <laughs> with little white gloves and they're so excited. I'm like, put the gloves away, we're gonna get them dirty before the <laughs> tea party even starts. Um, you know, all the girls wore their favorite dresses, any dress you wanted, and it was. It was just about being together, and they loved it. It was a lot of fun. And did, what did they say when they came home from that party? I mean, did they... Oh, they had fun, you know? <laughs> oh, Aubrey said this, and then we played spy, and you know, all this stuff, but... Um, you know, it didn't go how she envisioned it, and isn't that, you know, like, everything, you know? Yeah. As a mom, you plan this craft you're gonna do, and it isn't how you thought it would look and they painted right. up on the wall and you know but um, you know the reason that my mom's heart for this event I was so on board with because you know I want my children to love the Lord right and that comes with time it comes with knowing him and so I want them to be around women that know him and women that bring him glory and that word can sometimes get lost. It's one of those, you know, phrases you hear a lot, bring God glory. It's what we're called to do, whether you're a mom or, you know, an electrician or whatever. Our identity in Christ and what we're called to do is bring God glory. Yes. And yes. I found myself going, what does that really mean when I'm doing dishes and I'm, you know, doing the simple things in life? How do I bring you glory with right where you've put me? And Anne Graham Lotz said a definition of that word that I clung to and it became a mission statement for motherhood for me. To bring God glory is to display his character in such a way that others are drawn to know him. Mm. And I thought, that's it, you know? So I want them around women that are continuously displaying who God is just because they've spent time with him, yes. just because they've walked with him and they have fruit. You can't pretend to be like Jesus. It's, it's a gift of the spirit. It's the fruit of the spirit right. that comes out of you. And it even says you will know them by their fruit. Mm -hmm. Now, I know my aunts, my uh, Aunt Sandy, my Aunt Sue, my mom. These were the women at the tea party. These are women who have fruit. These are women who've been serving the Lord a long time, who've been surrendered to his leading. And, you know, we kind of thought, it's going to be this, and we're going to teach them to pray. And, and, you know, we had a lesson in there, too, that sometimes it's not shoving things down their throat and, you know, memorize this scripture. And it's out of the overflow of what God is doing in us mm -hmm. and what he's transformed us into that it is what brings him glory and what draws others to know him. Yes. So at the end of the day, they got to spend time with my aunts and my mom and, and their cousins, and maybe they knew a little bit more about God that day, or maybe they were able to see more of who God is just by being around them, and that was a blessing. So we hope to make that a continual, yeah, you know, they, they say, Grandma, the when, <laughs> when's the next one? When, when can we do it again? So, yeah, we'll have to keep doing it. Well, we talked a little bit about you know, what kind of women we need to be and what kind of women we need in our lives and in our children's lives. And you're just saying, you, you know, you want women that know the Lord to be around your children and be an influence in their lives. And so coming to church is so important, isn't it? And being involved in Sunday school and school getting planted mm -hmm. and being around other Christian children. Mm -hmm. 
And so, for us as moms to be around other Christian moms. Yeah. You know, yes. I can't tell you how many times I, I needed someone to change my perspective and mm-hmm. speak life into me and say, no, this is who God is. This is what God says. And this is what he promises to be to you. And let me pray with you. Let's pray together for our children. Let's, yes. you know, building each other up. And I have found that here. There are a lot of moms that I've come to know that are strong in the Lord, who love the Lord, and who seek him on behalf of their families. Mm-hmm. We need that. Yes, yes. And Sherry, you were talking about giving women a hand up. Yeah, we were talking about, you know, like what kind of women we want in our lives. And sometimes it's the same woman, but we need those women that, the ones that we can help with the wisdom that we have or maybe the experiences that we've gone through. We need someone that we can always be lifting up. And then we always need somebody that can help lift us up when Mm -hmm. we struggle or, you know, we need both. Right. And sometimes it's the same friend. You yes. know, sometimes they're lifting us up, and we're, or we're lifting them up, you right. know. And so with you, you're blessed to have a Christian family. A lot of people don't have that, and, but we have a church family. Amen. We have a church yes. family. Yes. And we can encourage one another and lift each other up. Women need other women. Moms need other moms. Aunts need other aunts. Sisters need other sisters in the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, Chelsea, you're homeschooling this year. Can you tell us, like, the ages of the children you're homeschooling? And, by the way, mom is helping her homeschool. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. (laughs) Mom helps me. Mom is helping her. And and just, how is that going? How is... Grandma here influencing your children spiritually? Is it a good thing? And how are you and your mom doing together? Because moms and daughters can have some conflict at times. So, can you tell us about yeah. that? So, my husband and I had been praying because we were in a very difficult season. I had been struggling for quite a few years with. Um, just a heaviness, a depression, and it would come and it would go. And, you know, we started homeschooling. Uh, I have a second grader, a first grader, and a preschooler. And, man, it, it hit hard. It came on me real hard, real fast. And, you know, we had been praying that God would lift that, that God would set me free from it. And I was believing in his strength in my life. But there were points when I needed help. And so we started praying for God to provide help for me, God to provide strength for me. If he wasn't going to take it away, help me get through it. And he did. He, and he does. He will help us get through things. He is our strength. And God opened a door, and my mom was in between jobs, and she was looking for something. And I was like, <laughs> maybe you could come and help us. And we prayed about it, and she signed on. Um, the reason that I wanted my mom there is because my mom is just someone that makes you feel lighter. She's someone that, some people say, are you a drain or are you a fountain? Mm. You know, do you suck the life out of people or you do give life to people? My mom is a fountain, (laughs) like a geyser, okay? (laughs) She's just has a gift of encouragement and I needed someone in my life who was encouraging me and building me up, not um, just helping me, but pointing me to my strength. Mm. And we, uh, she's like that with my kids. 
They know they are loved. She encourages them. She is like a continuation of things that I'm trying to build in them. You know, there were times I'd have a talk with my daughter and, and grandma would come over and grandma would say something very similar. And I'm like, thank you. You're like an echo of everything I'm trying to do. Um, so they love having her around. And I'm not sick of her. <laughs> I know you could probably get sick of your mom being with you all the time, but... Um, I think God has just blessed us with a good relationship and there's a, a good um, respect between us and she's very good with boundaries and um, she just gives life wherever she goes and I know why. It's not because of her. It's, that's the fruit right. of walking with God. That's the fruit of surrendering to him over and over. And so we've been so blessed to have that in our home for you know the past year. And it hasn't always been that way between us. We haven't always had that relationship that I've respected her and received her wisdom. There was a time when um, I was a teenager and I was just really selfish and <laughs> rebellious. And, you know, my parents taught me all growing up to love God. And I learned a reverence of the Lord. But something happened when I turned 15, 16, it just, um, it wasn't in my heart yet. It was in my head. And I was challenged. I was being pulled in two different directions. And I found myself doing things my way and disregarding everything that my parents had tried building into me. And there was a block between me and my mom. I would not receive from her. I, it was like I had a covering over my ears and my eyes. I would not receive any, any wisdom that she had to give to me. I remember slamming doors and screaming at her and um, it wasn't good. And one of the reasons that we wanted to do this today was because that is a redemption story between us. Yeah. That God redeemed our relationship he restored it, and we kind of look at this past year as God redeeming that time together mm -hmm. when I would not receive and I would not listen, and now I am like sitting at her feet going, I want to receive from you. I want to know God like you know God. I want him to clothe me in strength like you're so clearly clothed in his strength. And when I was really turning my back on everything, you know, my parents taught me and the Lord, um, my mom was praying for me and I got into a lot of trouble one night mm -hmm. and my punishment was no phone, no friends. You're only allowed to go to youth group. So I went, but I wasn't happy about it. I had crossed arms and, you know, people were trying to be nice to me and I just, you know, grumpy <laughs> and it took some time and I started to get to know Pastor Chris and Megan, and their kindness was, um, it drew me in. And over time, getting to know some friends, I found myself in a service, and I turned to Jesus in repentance. And I knew he was Lord. I, I believed in God. I knew all the stories. But that heart of repentance is when you turn around, you make a complete turn in the right. way you do things. You say, not my way anymore. I'm going to do it your way, Lord. And I'm going to have to know what that is. I'm going to have to search your scriptures. I'm going to ask you to, to lead me in all my ways and everything I do. And will you make my path straight? So that was 
you know, I don't know how many years ago, but I met my husband there. In youth group? In youth group. That's a good plug. That was a blessing. (laughs) I met a good man. I met a lot of friends. I met um, a pastor, and they believed in me, and they saw my gifts, and they equipped me to grow those gifts, and they encouraged me. And to this day, there's people praying for me. They pray for my children. They, you know, looking back at all those things, I'm so humbled and so grateful. And it wasn't my mom who led me. God was leading me all that time. And I'm sure as, you know, my, sitting in my mom's shoes looking back, you know, there was a time when I was like, oh, it's so annoying that she prays. You know, <laughs> she knows things. She knows when I'm, when I'm lying. There was a time she knew where I was, and I didn't tell her where I was. You know, that was before the iPhone tracking and stuff, and it was like, oh. my friends are like, Holy how does she know? Tracking. And I said, she prays. You know, <laughs> so annoying. But, you know... I look back at that now, and I respect her for holding to a standard for my life. And when I was going against it, my parents held to it. You know, we serve the Lord first. And out of that love for the Lord and the service to the Lord, I minister to my family. But the Lord is before me. And that is a testimony of my mom. She trusted God. She said, God, she's not listening to me, and I know she was praying for me. She was praying that God would put people in my life, and he did. Right. And, and she, would, she says this quote, and I keep thinking back to it. I am more God's daughter than I am her daughter, and God is more my father than she is my mother. He leads me. He can be trusted with our children. Yes. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good quote. And Sherry, just to encourage, you know, some of the the moms and dads out here, but the moms today, what did you do when your daughter was rebelling? I mean, how did you handle that? Obviously, you prayed, and you did make her go to youth group in church. So how would you encourage these uh, moms that might be dealing with a child that doesn't want to be in church or want to serve the Lord right now? Well, I think that, you know, God knew that she was going to rebel, and, and he already had a plan laid out before I ever went through that. But I think when you're going through it, you feel like a failure. You do. You feel like, I am praying, but it's getting worse, you know, or I am praying, but it feels like nothing you're doing is going to help, or it's not right, or it's not good enough. You know, it's just not enough. But I think God just kept leading, and... I felt to call Pastor Chris, and I just said, help, you know, (laughs) and he did say, we can help, but this is what you got to do, and he said, get him to get, and it was Austin too, Austin started going to youth at that same time, he said, get them to church on Wednesday nights, and I did. So he did his part, and I did my part, yes. and, and God did his. <laughs> God really did his. But it, it, it is hard. I mean, it, you feel terrible. You know, you feel alone. And, and it's almost like there's like a, like a, like a reproach, mm-hmm. you know, where you feel that. Shame. Uh, yeah, like a shame, like my child's not doing what's right. right. And, you know, and it's not just reflecting on you. It's reflecting on everything you ever did, yes. you know. Yeah. Yes. But he redeems that, you know, he... If you wait long enough. I mean, yeah, we're, what, 20 years later, we're starting to see some fruit. But, um, yeah, you know, I just want to 
really reiterate that it wasn't anything my mom did per se. It was um, years and years of that building her children. But then it came to a point where it had to be my heart right. serving him. Right. And the kindness of the Lord was shown in his people. That led me to repentance. But there is a verse that in, in Corinthians, it talks about that veil. And that was the I couldn't receive from my mom. My ears were blocked. My eyes were blocked. I wouldn't see the fruit in her life. I wouldn't hear from her. It talks about that veil. And how is that veil removed? When we turn to Jesus in repentance and make him the Lord of our lives, he removes the veil. And suddenly God's word was coming alive to me. Suddenly I was hungry for his word. Suddenly things were making sense that didn't make sense before, like a click, 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 you know. Over, you know, 15 years I'm talking, but then you can look back and go, you, you've been transforming me. You've been bringing me from glory to glory, changing um, everything about me. It's beautiful. Yeah. You know, um, it was all Jesus. Yeah. Yes, thank you for sharing that, ladies. That, that's a tough story to share, and we appreciate it because it's encouraging, isn't it, to all you uh, parents out there? Very encouraging. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'd like you to talk, Chelsea. Uh, well, let's go with you first, Sherry, since uh, Chelsea was just talking. Can you share a fond or favorite memory of family life? Um. I think my favorite, it's not just one memory, it's um, when all my kids are together. I remember just recently, well, my two oldest were home from college, so there was that separation where they were gone for a while, um, the kids were all working all the time, but there was a day where everybody was coming home. And my husband said to me, Mama's happy when all her kids are home. <laughs> and I thought, he's right. I am, that is when I'm the happiest. Yeah. Those are my fondest memories is when all the kids, and now it's all the kids, the in-laws, and, you know, it's son-in-laws, daughter-in-laws, and grandkids are there. The yeah. house is stuffed. A full but house. But it is fun. And so loud. Yeah, <laughs> and so loud. Your quiver is full. Yeah. Yes. Very full. Yes. I love that. I think that's true for most women. You yeah. know, we love when our kids are, or our families around. We're family-oriented. Yeah. So Chelsea, growing up, what's a good memory that you have? And, and has a, that memory influenced the way you parent? I remember uh, not just once, but like always. There was always singing and dancing. You know, there was dance parties in the living room to Elvis or, you know, whatever. And... My mom was always singing, you know, we were always singing. And, um, you know, I just remember at the kitchen sink, you know, singing, shout to the Lord, you know, the oldies. <laughs> yeah. and, and in the car, you know, Darlene Check or whatever her name is. Um, but I remember this one time we were young and it was winter time and we didn't have a finished basement. There was a part of the basement that wasn't finished. And all the cousins came over and my mom filled up a pool in the basement, like one of those <laughs> vinyl pop-up pools. Yeah. It was like, this is the best. It was so weird and random and like, we are breaking the rules with mom, you know? <laughs> it was so cool. So sometimes I have to think back and say, you know, just be fun. Just let go of all the to-dos and just build that relationship with your kids and just enjoy each other because sometimes you get stuck in the to-dos, you know. 
but the singing has for sure become a part of our lives, both in fun and joy, you know, when it's late at night, the dishes are piled up and you got nothing left. My kids and I will turn on a dance playlist and we will get it done <laughs> dancing, you know, and Jeremy will walk in and he'll say, you are all like your mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. <laughs> um, but singing has been a strength for me. There have been at those really low points in that heavy season, God will put a song in my heart that just lifts me out of that place. And I'm learning that mm. praise, singing and praising him, and it just sets me free a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so that's very much a part of me, and it's very much a part of um, the parenting too. Sometimes it gets a lot, a lot of control, you know, at the dinner table, and we got to be like, all right, no more singing at the dinner table. Please stop singing. Everybody stop. Um, yeah. And I think I remember you two talking about dancing, too, in the house. Yes, Tell us about that. Um, I remember when uh, Jessica got married, and the neighbors had a table, and they asked us, what goes on in that house? Because your kids are singing, and they're dancing, and... <laughs> just seemed normal to us, but I guess, you know, it, it is kind of <laughs> animated, you know. How did they see into your house? <laughs> yeah, really. They could hear the music. <laughs> we were that's, free. That sounds like fun. And I like what you said, Chelsea, about you just have to have fun with your family. You have to just let your hair down and enjoy each other and not always be the parent, not always be so hard on each other and have to, you know scold and quote you have to enjoy being yeah. a parent, right? Yeah. And I like what you said about not having to quote Bible verses always at our children, but live yes. out the scriptures yeah. before them. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and, you know, God, don't you think Jesus loved to sing and dance? He was Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. They loved to dance yeah. and sing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Okay. Well, we are doing amazingly well time-wise so um we really have one final question but i don't think you've really talked about this yet so um is there one piece of advice chelsea that you would give to other moms raising young children i i know you don't consider yourself author an authority <laughs> and chelsea's still in the very, trenches <laughs> chelsea's very humble but she's very wise but is there one piece of or it can be more than one, but is there some kind of advice you'd like mm -hmm. to pass along? Um, more encouragement than advice. Okay. Um, you know, I had four kids in five years, and, you know, people would be like, how did you do it? And there were times where I was like, I'm barely hanging on right now. It's a lot. It's hard. It's really hard. A.K.A. pray for me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and I was in a really hard season of just over and over again. I wasn't enough. I can't get it all done. I can't meet all their needs. I'm not enough. Mm. And that is a hopeless place to be in. And I know I'm in Christ. I know he's my strength. But there was a period of time where I wasn't seeing it. And I wasn't feeling equipped. And so I really strapped on my boots and said, I got to know you better. I got to know you um, in mothering. 
I need everything I know about you to creep into my day-to-day when I'm, you know, breaking up a fight for the 20th time or, you know, (laughs) finding that shoe. I don't know how one gets upstairs and one downstairs, but, you know. (laughs) But God kept bringing me to this story again and again and again, the story of the fish and the bread. And you probably, you know, you know it, but th- it's my story. It's for me. <laughs> he made it personal for me. You know, you have this insufficiency, and Jesus makes it sufficient. And he just kept bringing it to my remembrance, and it became my prayer, like, Lord, help, help me to have sufficiency through you, where I don't have enough. Will you make it enough? Will you multiply it? And I remember talking to my mom on the phone. I was kind of venting and, and just really in a place of despair, and and I needed help. And she said, are you doing it in your own strength? And I, I, no, I don't think so, but that stuck with me, and it kept going through my head, and I was praying about that. God, what does it look like to do things in our own strength? And how do I do it in yours? I need that to be so tangible in my life on a day-to-day basis as I'm raising up these kids. And that just kept ruminating and marinating in my head. Am I doing it in my own strength? And um, one thing that God showed me was that the boy didn't turn and start sharing his food with everybody. You know, that would have been a loving and wonderful thing to do. He brought it to the Lord. Right. And the Lord distributed it. So I thought, oh, doing it in my own strength would have been, here, I'm going to use my gifts and I'm going to do what I think should be done and I'm going to teach you these memory verses and you're going to love the Lord, you know. (laughs) But what does it look like, Lord, for me as a mom to bring it to you and you distribute it? And what happened when, when he did that? There was more than enough. Okay. So that's where I'm at now. How do I do that on a day-to-day basis? And you know what it is? It's not just a one-time surrender of our gifts and our talents. It's not just one time bringing him that basket of fish and bread. It's over and over surrendering our will, surrendering what we want, and saying, your way. Your way, God, not mine. It's that repentance I had when I first got born again was not my way, your way. Mm -hmm. I have to keep doing it and learning what is his way and he is my sufficiency I am not sufficient to do this I was praying about like God I'm not enough I'm not enough and I kept feeling like you're not you're not you're not enough you need me so everything that I'm asking you to do and everything that I'm asking you to build into your children you can only do with me Apart from him, we can do no good thing. So moms, what does it look like when we're scrubbing the stains out of the clothes, when we're reorganizing those drawers for the third time? What does it look like to be moms surrendered over and over again? You know what it looks like? He gives us fruit because we can't produce fruit on our own. That over and over surrender, saying, God, I want them to see you in me. How do I do that? That's when the love comes out, when they drew on the wall. (laughs) That's when the patience seeps out of us, when they've lied again for the 
tenth time about the same thing. That's when those gifts of the Spirit start showing in us because we're surrendered to Him to put it in us. And that is a, a challenge over and over again in motherhood. I mean, that's it right there. Mm -hmm. How do I do less of me and more of you? Mm -hmm. So as moms, you know, we get frustrated and we get really beaten down. I mean, moms is, I'm in the young kid phase. I don't know anything about the teenage phase. <laughs> you, you pray for me for that. <laughs> the young kid phase, you know, we're all day long trying to build something and it's torn down. Mm -hmm. You try, you fold the clothes, you put them away, you got more clothes. You do the dishes, it's like nothing is lasting. Nothing is, and that can get really discouraging when you are running this it's like you're on a treadmill going high speed and you want to get off and your legs are ready to fall off but you have to stay on and you're not making any progress you, you didn't really do anything you know i started going god i i need to know i'm doing something that lasts and he was bringing my heart to what am i doing what is this that i'm doing because i do believe that this is my ministry, that you've called me to this, that you right. put these unique individuals in my life to build up and equip to know you so you can pour into them. So what am I doing in this phase right here when they really aren't hungry to know you yet? And he kept leading me to take your eyes off of what you see. You know, we don't fix our eyes on what we see, but what is unseen. Mm -hmm. And these things that we're trying to build in our children, that we're trying to display God's character over and over so they'll know him, it's these things that are building something in them that is brought into eternity. These are the things that last. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you're feeling stuck in that to-do list and you're doing those things, you make a heart switch and you say, I'm not just folding clothes. I'm serving my family and I'm giving them what they need because I serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. And this is who he's given me to minister to. Yeah. Out of my love for the Lord and out of my service to him, I'm going to serve my children. And I'll tell you what, there is strength that pours out. There is joy that he puts in you. Time is extended. He multiplies the seed that you have to sow into your children but you're doing the same things. You're still doing the same amount of dishes. You're still doing the, nothing changes in the physical realm. They're still fighting. They're still, you know, got character issues to work out. It's all about my heart is yours, God. And I'm doing all of this to bring you glory and to serve you. Amen. And he equips us when our hearts are his. Mm -hmm. That's good. Amen. That's good. And isn't that the Christian life is a surrendered life, a surrendered, not my will, but yours, and Lord, work through me. And we've been talking about that all day. Strength and dignity is our clothing as women. He gives us what we need to walk through the, the current season, right? Whether it's young children, older children, no children, lost parents who have gone to be with the Lord, whatever we're dealing with, right? So Sherry... And I thank you so much, Chelsea. I mean, you just, I love listening to you. I could listen to you all day. Um, and Sherry, you are a wise mom. And I'm just so thankful for your life and what you've sown into your family. It's 
beautiful what I've seen of you. And Sherry's also taught here for years in the children's ministry, and she's an excellent teacher. Um, can you, what, do you have any nuggets of truth for the moms, the aunts, grandmas, for us ladies out here, anything that you've gained wisdom from through the years? Um, well, the one thing that we had talked about was um, prayer. You know, you, you pray for your children, and you have that private time. But I joined prayer groups, and that was such a strength to me. Yes. Because I learned how to pray not just for my own children, but for other people's children. And you get that sense of community that, you know, people are praying for my children, I'm praying for your children. You, you, it just expands mm -hmm. what you're doing, and it, helps, it helped me not to be so, you know, laser-focused on my children you know, where you can get really critical and, you know, mm -hmm. it did help me to come outside of that. Um, and I had prayer groups here, you know, when you, when I struggled with different things, God always sent somebody that was going through a similar thing or had wisdom about it yes. or, you know, it's that community. You know, sometimes we look for community yes. and it does support us and it encourages us. Yes. And I like what you said about it kind of takes your, your mind off just this one little, you know, you're these three or these right. two, and it helps expand, yes. you know, your love and your prayer life to others. Right. And we need, women need other women. So yes. what would you suggest to someone who, who needs a prayer partner? I mean, what would you suggest to women that are really need, need to be praying? I, I, Chelsea and I have talked about this, that when you ask God for something that you need, he will answer you. You know, I, and, and I gave the example when I first started coming here, I wanted a friend. And I started seeing Rosa Gelleretti at <laughs> Vince and Joe and Kroger. And finally I said to her, I think we go to the same church. And now Rosa and I are dear friends. And it was what I needed at that time. I needed Rosa as a friend. You know, if you need a friend, it, it is something we can ask God for. And he does answer yes. our prayers. Yes. He cares about those needs. Yeah. And don't be afraid to ask someone, would you pray with me? Yeah. Would you pray with me? You know, this is what I'm dealing with. You know, it's all about the older women teaching younger women, but also younger women connecting with other young moms, going through similar experiences. We learn, we grow mm -hmm. from those experiences. And I love God is the unseen force at work all the time. True. When we pray, he moves. Mm -hmm. He moves mountains. Mm -hmm. And I think if we went around this room, everyone would have a testimony. All those who have had children and are, that are grown now, we all have a testimony about the power of prayer. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Well, this has been a wonderful conversation. I, I kind of hate to end, but I guess it is time. <laughs> so um, thank you, ladies. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, Chelsea. Thank you for having me. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Let me close in prayer. Father, we've just talked about so many wonderful things today, and I thank you for the transparency. I thank you for the wisdom that has come from this platform today. And Lord, we just pray for everyone in this room in a special way. Lord, we pray for those might, that might need a friend, that might need a prayer partner, that might need a connection. 
Father, we pray that those would just happen supernaturally in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray a blessing over every home represented in this church today. We ask a blessing over every generation represented in this church. Lord, we declare great is your faithfulness to us and to our generations, and we are thankful that we know you. We are thankful that we belong to a church and a church family. And Lord, we just thank you for your goodness and your love. Bless the moms today in a special way. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you, everyone. Enjoy your day and spoil your mom if she's here or around and just have a blessed day. Thanks again for listening to the Community Christian Church Podcast. For more messages like this and other resources, visit us online at cccsterling.org.